Ask the Podcast Coach for December 10th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means, hi! It's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about things like, what does it mean to take your podcast to the next level? We're going to talk about Ask the Company First. We might talk a little bit about the new Sounds Profitable uh, thing that just came out, The Thing. We're going to talk about The Thing, Jim. And to uh, help me talk Rudy. about help Rudy me to talk thing. about The Things is, uh, you know him, you love him, from TheAverageGuy.tv, Jim Coulson. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be back on Saturday mornings. Good to be back in the home studio. Good to be with you. Let's do this. Thing. Yeah, it's got to be kind of like, ah. No, uh, kind of I mean, not that your 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 uh, office was like super uncomfortable, but it's just no, nice. No, and I mean, fun. but it's just good to be home. Well, and you've you know? got you're cozying up next to the fire. I see in the background. Well, no, I got the fire. I got the fire going. <laughs> and I mean, how, how it took a while. I had to get some kindling in there and some, <laughs> some stuff going. But it is for everyone. It's safe for everyone. There's that's right. I don't really have a fire <laughs> on my on your bookcase. People are taking all these things seriously <laughs> these days. Uh, well, you know, fire. another way you could warm yourself up yeah. would be to uh, fire up a cup of uh, uh, Java or whatever you whatever your nickname for for coffee is. Jim's like, just hit the button. <laughs> and of course, that uh, that coffee pour is brought to you by, he said, pulling up the slide as he speaks. Uh, the one and only Mark over at podcast branding dot co or dot co. If you're American, apparently. Uh, if you need good artwork, and I'm actually thinking, in fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hire Mark to redo the podcast review show artwork. He's done all my other artwork, and I looked at the that one, and I was like, yeah, that looks like it was done by Dave. And uh, what Mark does is he sits down with you one-on-one to make sure he understands kind of just the, the vibe of your show, where you're going, so that the artwork matches the brand, hence podcastbranding.co. And if you need artwork, if you need a whole website, if you need an audit on, if you're like, what, what is branding? I don't get it. Go over to podcastbranding.co. The great thing is Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So there's none of this explaining stuff where it's like, oh, it's like a radio show. And he's also not a slimy dude on Fiverr that steals other people's stuff. He actually makes it himself. Check it out. Podcastbranding.co. Man, coffee is extra hot this morning. I just, <laughs> I just brewed it. Big thanks to uh, Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. Sent me this awesome mug as well for this. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. If you're, uh, it's the holiday season, you might need some, you know, some extra to listen to on your, in your podcast channel. Give it a try. Ever wonder, is it really based on a true story or how much? It's almost always there's some element of truth. Almost always. Maybe not Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> but there's some elements of truth. So you can check it out. He's got well over 200 episodes based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Absolutely. Of course, the way this works, if you're watching live, thanks for being here. We've got 18 people right now in the chat room. And if you have a question, you can throw it in the chat room. Or if you want to jump into the actual call, well, you can just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And of course, if you're watching live, you know, 
and you're on Twitter, uh, tweet out that we're live where there's a whole lot of buzz going on about all these different places popping up that are, you know, the, the replacement for Twitter. And here's the thing. See this, we're going to start off. You know what? We're going to table that conversation. We're going to come back to that. I don't want to open with that because that, that gets into politics and things like that. So we'll, we'll something else warmed up. Yeah. We'll get warmed up. up. So, (laughs) so I got this question this morning out of a Facebook group. He says, my podcast has 40 episodes and about 30 hours of content. It's starting to gather interest and I want to take it to where funky town, the next next level. level. That's right. I've edited, I've produced and published all of the content to this point. I would like a professional to go back and get it to the next level. Standard mixing and editing, but additional transcription and possible website. Cre- oh, wow. I didn't read that line. And possible website creation. Possible. Wait a minute. Possible. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, think- well, you got 40 episodes and you don't have a website. So there's oh, maybe one. They're using, maybe they're using the right. host website. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's close. Yeah. That's close. Uh, anyway, so he says, any recommendations? And I just kind of was like, that is one of those phrases that gets thrown out there so often. You know, I want to take it to the next level. I want to go next level, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, a next level hot chocolate, next level, you know, basket weaving and next, you know, and I always hear next level podcasting. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean to you? More, more listeners. It always is just, yeah. I just want more listeners, right? <laughs> Which is, you got to be, I think, I think you have to be careful what you wish for on some of these, like more, you think you want more listeners and you do all these things to get them and then you get some and you don't really like them. You're like, oh, I don't like these people. They're, they're harassing me or they're, they're giving me feedback I don't want to listen to or they're whatever. So I think one, I mean, be really, have an idea what more listeners does not equate to, to success, right? I think we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you're successful, you know, uh, with that. I mean, so, but I, I think early in podcasting, that's the, you know, that's the, uh, the golden ticket is I just want more listeners. That's the next level. How do I do that? And you do all these gyrations to get it done. I, I really think we miss the point sometimes. Not that we shouldn't do those things. Those things need to be done. Websites and all that other stuff. But, but get, you know, listening, going back to the audience, who is it? Is it people I want to spend time with? I mean, would you spend a Saturday afternoon with one of your listeners? If the, the answer is yes, then okay, you're, you're, you're headed down the right path. Find more places to gather people like that. I, that's what I think, Dave. I don't know. What do you, what, what are your thoughts? I'm with you. I think in the end, they're just saying, how do I get more listeners? Cause in, in the Facebook group, about three questions down was like, I know this has been asked before which I thought was an interesting way of starting the question, but how do I get more listeners? Cause it's kind of like saying, Hey, I know I should do a search in the group, but I'm not. So here's the question. Uh, but yeah, to me, I think next level is everyone gets a microphone. No more sharing a microphone. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think it depends. In fact, Chris uh, Nessie says it, it's kind of subjective and it kind of depends on where you're at. You know, and that might yeah, but even two microphones in the same room doesn't necessarily guarantee true. right success. Right. It, that. Well, that that. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you sound better now. But if it's still like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? That's not going to help. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's I th- maybe that's part of it. A little more planning, I think, was probably involved in next level podcasting. I think um, it could be. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. 
Yeah, I th- I think to me, and it is, it's that's a hard question to ask because like Chris said, it's unique for each person. Because yeah, listen, it, well, Joe Rogan's quality, his his audio mm. quality is good. His video quality is terrible. Like it's it's not, I mean, it's the camera angles all over the place and it's just kind of, you know, there's just kind of, they, they just kind of show up and stuff and like, it's not what you would expect at a network level. Is he necessarily worried about that? No, no, because yeah. he's, he's interesting to his audience, right? He's interesting. This all, it all goes back to, I think, next level is just be interesting. Yeah. This, that's the hard part, right? Is how do I be interesting? Sometimes you force it and it's, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if that's, and it's different for everybody. I just, I just had uh, on Home Gadget Geeks, I just had, uh, the, the, the guy who got me started in podcasting, you know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, whatever that was. And we reminisced a little bit about the old days. And then Dave, we talked about the most boring stuff like home servers, you know, <laughs> literally computers, hard drives, data could not be any more boring. Right. Unless your this- audience is people that are, you know, Doing the home gadget geeks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like-minded in that, in that area. We did meetups, you know, and we'd, we'd get 30 to 50 guys to show up from all around the country to talk about this stuff. And I was talking to him about, you know, maybe the meetup thing we take virtual, maybe not, not on zoom, but like actually VR, you know, I'm building this VR rig. And he, he, he gave me this look like, ah, there's still something about getting people together, you know, in Mm. person, this kind of thing. So, I think that is the key. We all this AI and all these tricks and all this SEO stuff. I think we get too wrapped up in it and we forget it's about people. You know, today there's 20, 25 listeners on the other end, Dave. Those are our people. They're showing up on Saturday to be entertained because that's, there's no information in the show. So <laughs> it's all entertainment, right? And um, th- that's, that's who we, that's who we've been given. Right. And so take care of the people you've been given. That's it. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I did at the school of podcasting this year is I still do coaching and consulting to anyone who wants it, but I added it to the school of podcasting. Cause I'm like, I want to keep the people that have decided to work with me. Let's just in, in the immortal words of uh, James Taylor, I think it was shower the people you love with love. Yeah. Um, show them the way that you feel. I think that I know it's James Taylor. I don't know if he wrote that song, but uh, nice, nice memory recall it, it, there, Dave. I grew up. <laughs> have you been taking some? Have you been taking something for that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I had for breakfast, but I can recall <laughs> lyrics from James Taylor from 1977. Yeah, nicely done. Um, yeah. Well, I'm a big James Taylor fan. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Neil Headley from Nop Studios. By the way, if you haven't taken his copywriting course, uh. Very good course. He's making me think. I like it. Uh, in terms of next level, better to have a hundred passionate fans than a thousand listeners who find you disposable. Absolutely. Oh, be excited about those hundred yeah. that you do have and not always wishing for, you know, I think sometimes we, we, you know, we go try to find the 99 and leave the one. Right. And the, the, well, the 99 are may not even be worth it. Somebody finally said this to James Cridlin, and I've thought it for a while, is um, without spending too much time on the lovely world of podcasting 2.0, there are a lot of people that are like, hey, we got a boost. You know, somebody gave us a Rush boost. It's 2112, which is the name of an album from the band Rush. 
But when you look it up and you figure out how much money you just got, like it's it's two thousand one hundred and twelve satoshis is like a dollar two or or ninety eight cents. It's really and we're like, woo, we got twenty one hundred. And I'm like, meanwhile, like you got to be careful with this if you're doing Patreon and podcasting two point oh. Yeah. Yeah. The the people that gave you 20 bucks, like I give you 20 bucks a month. I don't get a mention. Somebody just gave you 68 cents because there's ducks on the pond. I'm like, eh, you got to be better. Be careful with that. So take care of the people that are taking care of you. Well, um, you somehow have to take care of both. And that's, the yeah, and that's the tough. Now you serve two masters, right? You serve a Patreon master and you serve a boost, whatever it is, master. And, uh, and you're right. Right. I mean, you're, that, the, that can be. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta. You gotta figure out a way to do both. Yeah. It's. Uh. It's. It's tricky. Any way you slice it. So. Um. The other thing I would say, next level podcasting is editing. Because you said it. You got to be interesting. And I was. Uh. We had a cool every Friday. The school of podcasting as lunch with Dave. So I come on from twelve thirty to one, and we just talk podcasting and answer questions. And so we're talking about a a couple different things. And I was like, man, I'm definitely repurposing this to the members. Cause there are times when we do that and we're just in there talking, you know, eighties rock, you know, I'm like, okay, we're not going to repurpose this one. But it was really cool. It's 36 cents. Great. Daniel says 2112 is his 36 cents. Beautiful. But, but, uh, but, but we, that, that somebody gave up to do, I like, I, I, I'm, I hesitate a little bit because even though it's only 36 cents, somebody still did it. Yeah. And I think you can't, you need to acknowledge that still in some way. Well, I mean, and the, you can't poo poo. You can't poo poo thirty six cents on the air. Well, and the other thing is boosting <laughs> you know? a, boosting anybody satoshis means they went to their bank and tied it to an app, and then they tied that app to the app that they're listening to. And it's not that easy. That's the part that's missing. We keep yeah. focusing on making yeah. it easy to receive satoshis. Can we focus on making it easy to give? Like how, how can I just go into an app, tie it to my bank and go? There's, there's too many steps there, but, um, well, you, they, maybe they probably changed podcast players to do it too. I mean, they made yeah. a commitment to oh. do this if that's, if that's what they're doing. So, well, yeah, that's why I said you got to do both, right? You can't poo poo one. Be like, oh, well, I mean, that means nothing. No, they did something for, it's like an email An email doesn't cost them anything, but you, we relish that. So I, I don't want, I want to be careful with that, that we don't. Yeah, no, no, no. By all means, boost away. This show is equipped to to receive. How would they do that, Dave? Can they boost right now? (laughs) You can boost right now if you're in uh, based on boosting based on this boost conversation. Yes, if you're if you're gym boost. I was born in sixty eight, nineteen sixty (laughs) eight. That would be a gym boost. If we're just making up things to have boost numbers. Yeah, you can see in in my app. Speaking of adding, uh, I I am out of funds in Castapod. You'll see where it says insufficient funds. <laughs> I, I need to refill here. Um, but yeah, uh, it's well, and how do they do that? They go to new podcastapps.com. And here's uh, a tangent on that one. If you really want people to use these apps, please uh, look, I know it's not going to be perfect, but oh my God, I can't find one that's not full of bugs. I love Castapod. It's just like Overcast, except it doesn't work. Not a lot, but it's it's annoying little things like I hit I was listening this morning, hit play, get in the shower, get out of the shower, hit stop, turn off the wireless speaker, hit play, cast a pod goes, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, and it's not a hard fix. 
I just go into Castapod um, and either A, go play another episode and then come back and hit play and it'll play again. Or in some cases, I have to close Castapod, reopen it and hit play. So these are like four second solutions. It's just annoying. And I have used, uh, I started off using Fountain, which I'm, I'm way far away from probably what it is now, but it had tons of bugs. I've used Podverse. Podverse was really close. Podverse had a cool web version. But the thing I didn't like about Podverse is here's what I want in an app. I want it to have smart, um, oh, crap, playlists. So I can say, hey, add Daniel J. Lewis to the podcasting playlist and add, you know, uh, anybody, David Hooper to the playlist so that when they have new episodes out, it goes there. I want it to have, you know, the typical stuff, play it faster or slower. Um, if it'll uh, eliminate uh, spaces, that's cool too. And I, I really love it if they let me set settings per show. Cause I love the fact when I can switch from one show to the other and it just automatically speeds up and slows down. Like I listened to um, podcraft with Colin uh, from um, I'm forgetting Colin's last name. I want to say Jost, but that's the guy from Saturday Night Live, Colin Gray. Um, and he's Scottish or Irish, one of the two. I can never tell the difference. Um, and I have to listen at 1x because I can't keep up with his accent. It's a beautiful accent, but I can't listen at 1.5 or 1.7 or whatever I'm doing. Um, and so I love I love everything about Castapod, except the fact that every now and then it just stops. And I was like, why is it? You know, so if if we're going to be promoting newpodcastapps.com, I really wish we could get one, you know. Now, for the record, Fountain never had a problem uh, playing. I think the guy at Fountain needs to figure out who his target audience is in there because there's so many stats for podcasters. I'm like, you do know this is an app for listeners, right? So um, that's my take on uh, new podcast apps at this point. But um, anyway, um, what do we got going on here in the, oh, people are doing song requests now. No, there's there was some there's some question about the platform you were talking about. Are you, you, you oh, sure you got the right name, the right name from, on the platform? I'm probably not. It's not. I'm sorry. I always say Castapod. It's not Castapod. It's Castomatic. And oh, okay, there you go. Castomatic. I love the app. The app has. I mean, I mean, it literally. It looks like if if I was Marco, the guy from Overcast, I would literally consider looking at his code. And maybe getting a lawyer because it looks like he copied Overcast. I mean, almost exactly. There are a couple things. I think it's weird that when I go, like yesterday, I wanted to listen to one episode from a show called Built to Sell because it had the guys from Advertise Cast on it. And they gave the behind the scenes of what it was like to sell to Libsyn, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but I just wanted to listen to one episode. I had to go into a place that said subscribe to podcast. And I was like, well, I. I don't want to subscribe to it. I just want to listen to it. I thought that was kind of odd, um, but it, it just occasionally just stops. And I know it's a total third world problem, but it or first world problem. First world problem. Yeah. Thank you. First world problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards. Um, uh, yeah. So it's well, okay, but we got to remember, we have to remember these are brand new apps. Yeah, that's true. Right? And they're, they're give Let's, let's get some time. Let's get the bug. Make sure you're reporting the bugs. Make sure, you know, it, they'll, they'll get them worked out, right? They'll get them worked out. These are brand new apps. We need it. We can't treat them like they're going to be perfect out the gate. We got to give them some time to kind of get in there, get them done. I'm just, I, I'm just not sure that, you know, the, the, 
the, that model, it's a model, right? I, I'm not sure it's the model. Mm-hmm. I, I listen, we know advertising is the way these things work. Works for TV. It's worked for radio. It worked for newspapers. It right. works in life. Nobody really, most people don't really want to pay for things unless they pay for them directly, you know, a hoodie or a merch or some of those kinds of things, right? Something to just give to give is a, is really goes against human nature in a lot of ways, not for everybody, but for, for most. So, well, and, and you know, and I, Dave has a really good point. He's saying, and Dave, uh, yeah. you did report the bug, right? And I'm like, no, yeah. but I am in this case. Yeah. Cause it was, yeah, yeah. Between last night, I mean, I always party hard on Friday night, which of course means going to Walmart and buying groceries. And, you know, I'm driving along in the car and all of a sudden it just quits. Well, I'm one of those weird guys that I don't use my phone in the car. I didn't like try to fix it as I'm driving. And it was just like, eh. and then I was sitting there listening to nothing. And then I turned on the radio for like two minutes to, cause I needed a, a big fill of commercials. Um, and, and then I finally got to, uh, Walmart and fixed it, but it was just kind of like, this is getting annoying and I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, and yeah. Well, the they'll thing, fix it. Yeah. They'll get to it. And I also don't understand why in Castomatic, when I tell it, Hey, when, you know, keep download the last episode. And when I click play, it says streaming. And I'm like, why are you streaming? It's on my phone. It's, it's yeah. So I just need to email whoever it is over there. Yeah. So yeah, give them some, Give them some, uh, give them some good feedback. Well, I, I think this, this web two O bit, it's, it's, it's important in what we're doing. It's yeah. gonna, there's some important uh, things coming with it. Right. I think we, we need to all get around it and behind it and work with it. I think, I do think it's the future. Uh, I don't, I don't think, you know, the, the boost is just another form of Patreon. You're going to get just about the same amount of people who do, who give on Patreon to do the boost. It's not going to be the be all end all. Yeah. It's a thing. Advertising is still going to be important in the future here. We can't forget about those. Um, so yeah, what well, I, I do like the- Todd's been talking about how, and I need to to dig a little deeper because there's um, Albie, uh That is a really cool, easy way to make your show available to receive Satoshi's. And then there was another one I want to call Saturn. And then there's another thing. It's like, Shantix, which is a drug for something, but it's, it's some weird name that I can't spell that I need to go in and they're, they're giving you now dashboards that you can see how, cause it's something, you know, it'll be a very small amount, like whatever, five Satoshis a minute. And, but you can see then five Satoshis, five Satoshis, five Satoshis. And then all of a sudden at the 37 minute mark, the five Satoshi goes away. So Todd is like going, Oh, that's interesting. We can now tell where people are dropping off because you'll be able to see. Sure. And I was like, sure. that's an interesting use of that. So I'm with you. I think it's about f- five years out. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I, I, I love the idea to me. I'm like, Oh, this, you know, it's one of those things where if we could get 5% of your audience to, you know, give you a dollar 20 every episode that adds up after a while. So, so that feature the, of, of the ability to give a Satoshi every minute, mm. right? So for, in those apps where we don't have the ability to see where people are going, where they're dropping off, it's a really great idea. A Satoshi is a terrible way to implement it because it costs something and you're going to lose a whole bunch of people. If that was, 
you know, if I could go into the app and say, hey, monitor my listening and using a marker of some kind or whatever, that, that would help the, the, you know, the podcaster know what's going on. I think we'd get a little more involvement, a little more people would turn that feature on and we'd get better stats than using a Satoshi to do it. Now, again, Satoshi's pretty, almost nothing. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a lot, right? So in that, in that stand case, maybe, or in that stand, in that, in that case, there we go. In that case, um, maybe it doesn't matter, but making that valuable Yes, you're getting your committed listeners and such. I just don't think you're getting everybody. And I think there's a better way. There's better a better way to implement that stat than Satoshi's. Yeah. Well, in, that's with and boost. That's basically what the one guy was saying to James Cridlin. He's like, you know, I get it. We're all kind of like, you know, Satoshi's are cool and this is great, but it's a heck of a lot easier to just, you know, buy me a coffee or PayPal. Yeah, no, right on. You know, right so on. I'm like, yep, yeah. I get that. But it, so <laughs> it, listen, also large scale. <laughs> yeah. Um. The blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain and Satoshis are not a good way to do this. <laughs> like, uh, let's just say, you know, we, let's just say a million people all started doing this, right? That, that blockchain is suspect for that kind of, those kinds of transactions. I mean, when, when Bitcoin got popular and it, and, and it, people actually started transacting on it, in some cases, it took hours for those transactions to take place. Do, do we really want to build that kind of system on top of that blockchain? I think it sounds cool. I think they picked the wrong blockchain for it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're going to do this kind of stuff, Bitcoin was not the right blockchain to go with. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not a scalable solution in the future. If, if this really takes off, I mean, today, you know, it's like seven people doing this thing, right? <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Might be a little more than seven, but okay. okay well, it's okay, but but there's there's um it, it they picked the wrong blockchain, and so it's just it's not a scalable. Just imagine they build all this thing and they get there, and they then the blockchain hangs up because you know transaction times or transaction fees get expensive. Yeah, and then then what? What do we do then? I mean, I'm not sure anybody's thought that completely out from a technology standpoint. I like that thought. We're gonna come back to we're gonna okay. come back to thinking things through. I do. Um, oh, I clicked on the wrong one. Uh, Neil says, "Buy me a coffee works well." If Stripe ever gets around to giving you your money, I don't know if that's a Canada thing because on my Stripe, I get it. The, I think it's the next day. It's I'm always getting you know it, it. People do it, and then typically whatever I got, like today, I will get whatever I got yesterday. So uh, make sure it's connected to your bank or whatever. Or, I don't know. It's kind of uh, kind of odd, but um, we're gonna. I'm gonna hit the the button here to let me know we're we're changing topics officially. Um, but thinking things through, I went down such a rabbit hole of all right. Today I'm using my Sony VZ1, my my DSLR, I guess camera or whatever it is. It's not the webcam which is sitting here on my monitor. Um, and I I fell down a rabbit hole. Because the Sony VZ1 came out. Everybody's like, this is the best. If you're a YouTuber, this is the best thing ever. And it is. It's a great camera. And literally two months later, they came out with a Sony VZ10. Because the one thing the VZ1 doesn't do is you can't switch lenses on it. So I'm, everybody's, and everybody said, you know what they said about the VZ10 or the ZV10? It's the best camera ever. If you're a blogger, YouTuber, this is the one you need. So the whole time I'm like, oh, 
I bought it too soon, but, and I went, I mean, I watched no less than 12 videos comparing the ZV-1 to the ZV-10. And then it dawned on me that if I get a ZV-10, that the one that, if you get the kit with the lens, it's probably not the lens you really need to do youtube stuff, and you need this one, and it's another 400 bucks. And that's when I went, 400 bucks for a lens, hmm, okay. And so then I, I finally found a guy that said, if all you're doing is YouTube videos, the ZV-1 is completely fine. It's it's actually cheaper now because it's the old model. And it and so the, my point is you brought up thinking things through and I was just like, okay, so let's say I get the ZV-10. Yeah, the interface is a little easier. But other than that, most of the time it's going to do what it's doing right now, sitting on a tripod and it's pointed at me. And I can buy a, a remote if I wanted to for the camera I have. And it just, I, I was amazed at how bad I got sucked into the new shiny thing. And I actually said, wait a minute, let's, let's think about how I'm going to use that. Okay. I could get a wide image thing or I could just back my camera up. You know what I mean? It was just like, I, I just was really surprised at how much I got sucked in by the, the new bright shiny thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't really need that. I mean, I've, I've done that with a couple, I, I've done that with email lists where I get sucked in because it does this and that and that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to use any of that. So the thinking it through, have you ever had anything that you, you like, you almost bought and then you went, you know what? Hmm, maybe not. Um, well, I see a lot of, I see a lot of folks buy the, buying these Rodecaster Pro, you yeah. know, and they're like, I'm a podcaster now. <laughs> and you're like, well, like there's a little bit of work that you need to do. Um, you know, to get that done. I, I do listen, I'm in the tech space, so I struggle with that stuff all the time. I am. Buying, you know, thinking like, Oh, I gotta have this. In fact, as I was buying this new computer, I had some good friends who I was saying, Hey, I'm coming, you know, I'm thinking about buying this video card and this processor. And they were like, yeah, no, you don't need that. <laughs> you don't need that much power. Yeah. Like they'd ask me, what are you going to do? And they know me. So, which is really helpful. What are you going to do with this again? And it's like, well, this, this, and that, um, and then I would, they said, okay, get this, get that. And it was half the price of some of the things I was looking at. Ed Sullivan helped me, you know, when I was dr- spilling wine on all my mixers and stuff <laughs> and wrecking those, um, uh, I went out to his place and, and we looked, he, he owns all the audio, you know, I ended up with the M2 or the Mo2 M2 and, um, uh, it was actually middle of the road, really simple, about $175, uh, audio interface did what I needed to do. I could have spent $600, Yeah, but I don't do those things on my podcast, right? I don't, could I? Yeah. Will I? Probably not. I mean, that's one of those, you have to ask yourself, I think, go through some of those questions. It's great to have, but Dave, trust me, I've bought plenty of things that sat unused. Oh, you know, or or I used 5% of the functionality, right? And you're just like, oh, why did I do this? That, my friend, is called marketing. That's the... (laughs) Good point. (laughs) You mean right. you don't need one of these? Um, or, don't be boring. Well, <laughs> you do, though. Yeah. And you have them and you use them. I just don't, right? I mean, I use yours <laughs> when we're yeah. on this show. So, Yeah, it's it's always fun to uh, see the person that bought the Roadcaster 2, and then they'll buy a Zoom Podtrack P4. And I'm like, like why? And they, they said, well, sometimes I... I podcast from the woods and I was like, Oh, okay. That works, I guess. Um, so 
it's interesting. Speaking of the roadcaster, um, Daniel J. Lewis brought up something and he's now the second person that has been saying something wrong with your audio, Dave. So I need to dig into this. Somebody said, and uh, um, the school of podcasting, you said you seem to have a slightly over aggressive noise gate. And I thought, you know, I better bet this week than last. Last week was really bad. Yeah. Better this week. And I th- think some of that might be because my furnace is on now. And let's make sure it's not me. Hold on. Well, I mean, I would have to. I just, I just muted. Did you hear a drop in sound when I muted? No, I mean, don't to me, it. I I think I sound fine. I'm not hearing anything. That's what kind of I'm like. Oh, that's not good. I, I don't. I don't hear it either. But that doesn't mean that doesn't yeah. mean anything. So, but I know I've been using. There's a plugin from Waves called WLM Plus. There's a setting there from Mike Russell that is a compressor, a pretty aggressive compressor, and then a limiter. So it is it is pushing your audio and then cutting off its head. And I love the way it makes it sound. It, it's a nice, almost like leveler in a way. Uh, and it just seems to, I don't know, when I turn it on, I go, yeah, that sounds cool. But I've now heard p- two people say, I remember uh, Josh Liston, who's uh, uh, an awesome supporter, had said, dude, what's up with your bass? Like, and that was a while ago. So I turned down the bass on that. So I need to uh, maybe, uh, cause I was just tell him it's your art. That's my art, man. It's my art, man. I like, I like uh, his, it's my friend. I added that in intentionally. <laughs> That's it. I added in post. It's on a continuous loop. Just wanted to see if you were listening. <laughs> so thank you, Daniel. Keep me posted as I, I tweak uh, things going forward. Um, we got this question from uh, Matt. He said, I use a music software called N-Track 9 for my editing. Now, here's my question. Does that work? If it is, as the old saying goes, if it ain't broke, uh, for my editing, and I want to switch to something more mainstream, um, but I'm worried about the learning curve. So my question would be, what's the new thing going to do that your your old system doesn't? You know, because uh, I'm here to tell you, I last night I tried to use openshot.org to edit a video just for fun because I normally use Camtasia. And there came a spot where I wanted to zoom in on a button and I had to go through and I'm in the help section. I'm like, how do you zoom? Couldn't figure it out. Finally punted. I said, oh, you know what? I'll use Descript. So I went into Descript and uploaded the video and I transcribed it. And when I went to zoom in, I couldn't really figure out how to do it because again, learning curve. So learning curves are not the end of the world. It was just like, I know open shot. I'm like, I'm not using this in the long run. So that's out of here. And I needed to get this video out. So I went back to what I've been using for good God, 20 years Camtasia because I knew it. So there, there is something to say that if it does everything you need it to do, do I need to switch? Um, so for me, the one that has the smallest learning curve is Hindenburg. It's pretty easy. Because remember, all you need to learn, I know there's all the compression and blah, blah. You need to know how to bring in your audio that hopefully you recorded pretty decently. Then you need to know how to drag it around. You need to know how to adjust the volume and maybe do a fade in and fade out. And then how to export it as an MP3. So you don't, I mean, there's like 37 options in there. You really only need to know how to do five things. So uh, Audacity is a, uh, you know, a popular uh, DAW because it's free. But if you're 
you know, unless there's something like the camera, right? I looked at that camera. Not only if I had bought the ZV-E10, there would have been a learning curve on, you know, okay, how do I get this lens and what lens do I need? And now I'm now I'm down another rabbit hole because I got to figure out which 16 millimeter is the right, you know, wide angle lens. And I was like, you know what? This is doing what I needed to do. You, you should hashtag this section, hashtag regrets, because yeah. it, the, the opposite also happens to you when you go. So say you buy too cheap, you know, you're like, oh, mm. no, all I really need is, you know, these two things. So you, you buy the inexpensive version, then you start using it and you realize, oh, I could have used, like in your case, could have used that setup with the lens. I should have just gone that direction. I think sometimes no matter what you do, you always think you made the wrong decision. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just part of human nature on that one. Um, One of the things I think in this gear space, we just got to get good at selling. If we were good at selling the things we bought by mistake, because somebody else needs it, get rid of it, recoup that, go go out and buy what you need. That's where I make the mistake most of the time. I'm not good at moving things on or returning them. Well, and it's funny you say that. I I love Podia. That's what I use for the school of podcasting. But I've run into it two or three times. It doesn't let me put script in the header section. In other words, if the feature isn't in Podia, you're probably not adding it with some third-party thing. And Again, does it do what I want it to do? Yes. Can I live without this thing? Yes. Okay, fine. So, but that is a case where I'm like, mm, I should have gone with Teachable. Teachable is a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm like, but I'm like, nah, it's doing what I needed to do. So that's always fun. Uh, you know, and it is, it's, and no matter what you do, no matter what you do, because this is why people spend three years launching their podcast, no matter what you do, it, it, there's going to be a better one in six months. And I, I have, oh, sure. I have figured out how I'm going to get my Mac because I want to get a, a my computer, especially last night when I was doing video. Yeah, work. you should get a Mac Mini. Yeah, yeah. When I well, here's yes. how I'm going to do it. You mentioned all the okay. stuff we need to sell. Yeah. Uh, Sweetwater, our friends at Sweetwater have a deal that you can sell used gear on their website, and if you get it in exchange for credit on their site, you get to keep 100. percent I was like, that's interesting. If you say, if you say, yeah, I want to keep the money, I think you get 80%. But I was like, I mean, I literally have a closet full of stuff that needs to be sold. Turn it in, build it up. Because guess what? Sweetwater sells. Max. Mac minis. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. The M1 is nice. I think you're like, hey, who needs boost, by the way? Look at this. Boom. (laughs) Who needs boost? I shouldn't. I'm just joking, Todd. Don't come to my house. Just joking. But here's but the thanks, thing, Matt. But here's the thing, though. Again, what did, what did I hear? I was actually in the Apple store uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, any chance you can kind of let me know, like, what's coming in April? And they're like, ah, not really. But, you know, if I if I didn't work here, I'd probably say there's probably going to be an update to the M1 and there's going to be an oh, M2. Yeah. But I can't say that. And I was like, ah, so now I can't you know, make any purchase till April. Oh, you could, you, I you could. could, you'd be just, you'd be just fine with, yeah. and you got $3 more. I mean, look at that. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a 10th yeah. of a percent of the way yeah. of the way there. That's, that's uh, about 5,000 Satoshis. Yeah. Daniel says that's 17,428. Oh, man. There you Daniel's go. Daniel's got the, yeah, sorry. I was, it was my, my math was way off. Yeah. See, that's the problem with this system <laughs> is that, Figuring out the value, oh. if you've got to get a calculator out yeah. to figure out the value, there's a problem. 
in in, in uh, the new media show, you know, Rob Greenlee was just struggling trying to figure out the Satoshi thing. Yeah. And he related it to a rewards program. And it's similar in the fact that rewards programs artificially bump up the the price or not the price, but the points. So you're like, yo, you get 20,000 points because it sounds cool. It's $2, right? you know, when in a rewards program. And so there's a little bit of that comparison there, but uh, yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right on Dave uh, a lot. And all of a sudden you're like, what well, is it Jim, a PC guy? Well, I'm on a Mac mini right now. I have loved that. This, I think the Mac mini is the perfect podcasting rig. It's priced right. It does everything you need it to do. It's, it's kind of set up for podcasters, the way it works, plenty of power. It's going to last a long time. It's a great value. Never said that about an Apple product. Great value. <laughs> Never said that until I had got my own Mac mini. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, they actually priced it right now. Don't tell anybody because I don't want Mac to raise the price or <laughs> Apple to raise the price on this thing. It's actually a really good value. Yeah. And what hub are you then using? Because that's the thing I realized. If you get a Mac mini, you got to get a hub because there's like three. You don't things. have to. You don't have to? No. Nope. Didn't I don't have one. Wait, how do you have two monitors one. then? One's I don't. I, ah. don't. I got a thirty I have a thirty-four inch ultra wide. <laughs> there you go. One monitor. In fact, it works better with one monitor. I had two to begin with. I had two 1080p monitors that and I got an adapter to make it work. Um and uh it didn't work as well for me. So mm. I just went with a 34. You can go wider. They're inexpensive. They're 300 bucks. You can get a pretty good yeah. You know, you can get a pretty good monitor uh, for this one monitor for the whole thing. Works and then, great. And then just drag and drop everything around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just move stuff around. Mac, uh, app or uh, the, the, the Mac has a really nice window. Uh, windows does this too, but it'll size the windows for you on the screen. You yeah. just click, click, boom, boom. It's in there. It's pr- pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Todd says I'm using audacity as it's what I learned on. And that's the re if I have to do scalpel editing and audio, I open up Sony SoundForge. Why? Because it's the one I learned on. So it's always, I think that's half of it. Whichever one you finally tackle the learning curve on is the one you're going to stick with because learning curves suck. That might be the title of uh, today's episode. Learning curves suck. Um, DR says, I have Hindenburg Pro and Audacity. I'm still using Audacity as my main DAW is those sound waves stacked on top of each other and Hindi drive me crazy. I usually have like two or three like when I do the, the only time it gets crazy is when I do the question of the month, because in many cases I have to re-EQ every, per, every person or so I end up with like nine tracks. But most of the time, like this one will be like three, It'll be me, Jim and the music. That's it. And if somebody comes in and uh, asks a question, but yeah, a lot of times you end up using what you learned on and that's just the way it is. So um, let's see what else is going on. Perception here from Neil. Perceptive to throw into gear conversation. Did my entire hit hit on national TV this morning before I realized my lav mic was draped over the back of the chair. Nice. That's always fun. Yeah. Neil is on uh he's a, a big TV star there in Canada. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, you know, why, why didn't they catch that? <laughs> like why yeah. did those producers catch that? There's gotta be somebody in there going, that or that's a that's one hell of a lab. Any any way you slice it, holy cow, it's picking up stuff. Um, here's a fun one. Uh, my buddy Craig, Craig uh, says um, I did a poll last week, um, and forty percent of his audience wants him to change the format. That's interesting. And sixty percent want me to keep it the same. 
that's always fun when you have a pretty big split like that. But um, I, I think I came up, I, did we talk about this last week where I, uh, oh, and if you see Craig's comment, I had it starred and I unstarted and now I can't get it off the screen unless, is there a way to do that? Hmm. Oh yeah. Just go back to the, yeah, oh, I, I have to find gotta, it. In no, the you're going to have to go back. Yeah. To the chat. And I'm here. Oh, here it is. High current comment. I, there's a thing at the top. I was like, where'd it go? Did you see that? It's at the top of, if you, if I do that again, it's up where it says live and things like that. There's a, yep. there's a there, button. What does it sh- say? Let me, let me do this again. We'll, um, we'll, we'll use Stevens. Hey, Dave, didn't yeah. you, didn't you want to schedule the show early? I did. I just didn't do it. Now, if I, yeah, that's, if that's I, what I said in chat, you just didn't want to do it. Yeah. If I unstar this, I, okay. I lose it in the starred thing. And if I go to chat, look at the top of the oh, chat. Oh, it says hide current comment up there. Yeah. Yeah. Over in the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I think about that every cool. Saturday. I go, oh, yeah, I was going to schedule this earlier during that thing um, that everybody talks about that free time. And uh, I just need to set an alarm like in Alexa or something like that and have her, you know, Dave, it's time to schedule as the podcast coach. You, you know how well you respond to those to those <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> announcements as they come 10 minutes before the show and you're like, shut up. Yeah. I have one every evening. That's like, <laughs> consider going to bed. And it's like, I'll consider it. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> so that's always good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those don't help if you don't actually do what they tell you to do. I mean, if you start getting bitter with them and yelling at them, I, right. is that another stress problem? You know? Yeah. Um, let's see. DR says, uh, Oh, she's talking. See, she said, coach Dave, not Dave, me. Was it you that said you bought some Black Friday apps from AppSumo? Um, I did, but here's fun. Uh, I bought one. I know she's not talking to me, but I'll pretend she is. Um, I bought SEO Crawl. And here's the fun part of AppSumo is if it's good and people tell their friends, they may not be ready. It's the Leo Laporte effect. I remember, I forget the what software I was using. And it, oh, it was a web host and it was great and it was cheap. And then Leo Laporte found it and mentioned it and literally just about took down the company because they just could not handle a ton of people. So I log into my SEO crawl last night. I, I bought it, you know, I'm like, hey, I should probably use this. And it says at the top, hey, Sumo Links, thank you so much for your awesome support, blah, blah, blah. Um, due to unforeseen, like, Holy cow, we got a lot of customers. And they just basically said, when you click on this button, it's supposed to give you a report and it's taking a while. Thank you for your patience. And I was like, well, that's something that uh that's always kind of interesting. Success. Yeah. Success. When when you're not quite ready for that kind of success. Yeah. It's always interesting because I see some companies over there that have been around a while and you know, they've decided to for whatever reason, you know, come on AppSumo. I always see it as young companies trying to get a bunch of customers quickly, you know, to kind of get some feedback and get that focus mm-hmm. group going. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to, I used a tool called Brandly, which is really cool. If you go to school of podcasting.com slash press kit, it's got my logos, it's got my bio, it's got all sorts of fun stuff. And they just like disappeared for about three weeks. And I went to AppSumo and I'm like, um, any ideas what happened to these guys? I emailed them directly. Uh, and just nothing. And then all of a sudden me and David Hooper, David Hooper is the guy that told me about it. And he said, Hey, it's back. It's back from the dead. I'm like, great. 
But I always, it's one of those things where I love AppSumo. You get some great deals over there, but there's a certain level of like, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. I am still waiting because I signed up for a Brandly alternative and it was just so not what I wanted. I also signed up for, um, there was something that was, I thought was going to replace otter.ai because it was supposed to pull out the topics that you, Mm -hmm. the, the transcript, and it just didn't. You have to tell it the topics to pull out and then it will find the topics in the text. I'm like, that's not what you said. So they have a thing where it's, um, you know, AppSumo has like 30 or 60 days that you can request a refund. So I've gone through that process because I knew that one immediately. I was like, egads, that's so not what I was looking for. So, um, so there it is. Thus ends the AppSumo segment of Ask the Podcast. The, the weekly AppSumo <laughs> addiction segment of which, which app am I addicted to this week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DR says 60 days. For that, uh, you know who I never would want to return would be uh, my awesome, uh, oh, awesome, yeah, awesome and uh, you know while I'm doing that, um, I just realized I didn't pick a random. Oh, you know what? Well, someone there we go. Uh, next one that comes across uh, the next one that came across was horseradionetwork.com. There we go at the bot as well as Latin Podcast Awards. Let's just read some, shall we? Uh, FlameAlivePod.com, uh, Live Stream Universe. That's our good buddy Ross. And you can be awesome at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So uh, thank you to all those folks that we just talked about. Um, if you want to try PodPage, which is what Ask the Podcast Coach, if you're on our website, uh, and that's how we're able to do really easy things like askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And, oh, we forgot to do the uh, webinar thing. It just dawned on me. Remember, we're going to do the... Uh, Oh, we can do it next week. Yeah. yeah in the, StreamYard. The yeah. Webinar. I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah. about. Not only did I forget to schedule things early, but I forgot to do the webinar thing. Uh, yeah. But if you want to try out PodPage, go to trypodpage.com. And if you just can't get enough Jim Cullison, well, you can find him right over there, theaverageguy.tv, and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And if you are looking to start, plan, or grow, or monetize your podcast, it's all there at schoolofpodcasting.com. When you think podcasting, think schoolofpodcasting.com. And of course, we want to just say thanks to all of our awesome supporters. You can see them over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And there are other ways to support the show. You can buy my book or just give us a one-time uh, donation and that whole nine yards. And uh, Or you can do it on YouTube like Matt did that's down right. below. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank nice you, Matt. Matt. Thank you. A, a $3 is... is I, that's one thing that I am... I know we have the ability. I know there's the little dollar sign on our videos and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I, I am, I just know I ended up having to go into my uh, Google AdWords. I think it was account to see. It was really weird where the money went. And then when I saw how much Google took, I was like, "E gads, who do you think you Don't are?" They pay Amazon? out automatically. Uh, yeah, it, when it gets a certain, certain amount, level, yeah, out. yeah. So that's always kind of fun. Um, the uh, Steven says, uh, I don't know what they're talking about, but they brought up Mastodon. But well, I, he, he had mentioned, does anyone want to talk about Twitter and why would you? But um, here's here's my thing. Uh, remember, I started to talk about Twitter and then I, I did it. Here's what I don't get. And it's a comment on the mainstream media. Because, look, Kanye West needs some meds. I mean, let's let's face it. That guy's a little unbalanced, right? And yet. I'm hearing mainstream media talk about, you know, his, his racist tweet and they put his racist tweet right on the screen. 
about his, uh, no, it was Tom Webster, actually, when I, th- I think back to that, uh, about, you know, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 or whatever it was, blah, blah, blah. Got it. I keep hearing people talk about hate speech is, and they'll give some, you know, up 54% on Twitter. I've yet to see a screenshot. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I don't believe anything in the media anymore. Uh, and I would love to see a screenshot with things blacked out because obviously we don't want to like promote hate speech. I just think it's odd that nobody can say like, here's proof that it's just, they just threw out a thing. And I am of the ilk now where I'm like, what is your source? Because when they said fat was bad in the nineties, that was based on a report by the sugar industry. Cause when you pull out all the fat, your food tastes like cardboard. And what do you do? You pump it full of sugar. So, you know, consider the source kind of thing. And so um, I've just heard people just like, I, I don't know. I just don't get the Twitter thing. Like I said, it turns into a political talk. So I get always worried about it. I'm just of, yeah, Twitter could be a whole lot worse. It could go, it really could. And then there's my other thing that says, you know what? This guy might actually make it better. I don't really know. I guess I'll have to stick around and find out. So just when it went through and they're like, oh, Elon Musk. And I'm, I don't even know why people hate Elon besides the fact that he's rich. But uh, I'm just like, I don't know. He's a little weird. He's a little weird. He's a little weird. Um, he, here's what I've noticed. So I, I, I have to be in Twitter every single day. For right. Work. So I thought, well, okay, let me, let me just see what happens here. <laughs> it has literally changed nothing for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but for what I do and the way I do it, I'm in it a couple times a day. I interact with people all the time. I, I, I couldn't tell you, like I wouldn't have, I'd have no idea anything's even going on at Twitter. Now, much like Facebook, I don't spend a ton of time scrolling through the open feed, <laughs> right? I don't. And on Twitter, I do, th- I don't, I do the same thing. I have a very curated set of things that I look at. And I'm not out there perusing the general population for tweets. So I don't, and that, by the way, that's my choice. Like I chose not to do that. I don't have to do that. I get, I get a little impatient at times with people who do that and then get angry about it. And I'm like, just, well, stop it. If it hurts, stop doing it. You know, just don't, don't go out and do those kinds of things. So that there's no political spin or political commentary on that. I'm just saying from my point of view on Twitter for the way I use it, literally nothing has changed um, from, from what's happening. So it just, it's been a non-event. I know there's a lot of things going on there, but usage wise, I haven't noticed any difference. Well, to me, it just sounds like every other business you got purchased. The people that came in did a hatchet job to make things more profitable I was like, that doesn't sound like any different than any time somebody comes yeah, in. You know, it's so politically charged, though. Yeah. There's so much politics involved in this thing. You can't, you can't say that because it's just it is. It yeah. just is what it is. We're what we're, we're we should not put any political spin on it. But but it is. It, like I said, I, I just haven't seen that much of a difference in in at least the way I use it. Well, that's it. I I communicate with people I follow on it occasionally. I'm. Still not very good at Twitter, but I'm better than I used to be. Uh, Craig says, you know, facts and statistics can be manipulated too. Oh boy, can they? Um, oh, listen, everything can be spun. Yeah, you can everything. You can put a spin on most things. Yeah. yeah so when you get, you know, uh, two people out of your five that reply to your survey, you know, hey, that's forty percent. You know, it's like that sounds a whole lot better than 
you know, four out of five dentists is really, you know, that sounds good because it's almost five, but they could have said uh, 80% of dentists like, wait, that sounds worse because that's 20% that didn't. But if I go four out of five, eh, that sounds pretty, you know, close. So, you know, you know, it also sounds good. A little coffee. Uh, a little coffee. This is a good sound. This is a good sound. There you go. Um, and I know, and, uh, Neil says he just got approved on post. Um, yeah. Post.form. Here's the interesting thing. Again, why I dislike the media. Kara Swisher is a advisor to post.form. And so is the co-host on her show. And they do not disclose that when they put down Twitter and I'm like, yeah, mainstream media. Good to go. So, um, yeah, it's, well, you can like or hate anything. I mean, it's, 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 it's the, it's the well, nature of the beast just in what we do. Speaking right. of that, uh, let me bring this up. I, the video is, I think, a little more entertaining than the PDF. But Sounds Profitable came out with uh, Safe and Sound is this report. It's also on uh, YouTube. But the thing I thought was interesting, and I'll scroll through this a little bit, is they I found that older people, and by older people, I mean me, um, people in their fifties, when they get offended, they do something very weird that most people don't do anymore. And that is they change the channel. Like they don't listen anymore. Um, but, and then I also see in here where, but we're also more likely to be offended. That's the thing I thought was interesting. So we get offended more, but when we do, we just leave. And then younger people, there's a, a thing in here where it talks about, uh, there are people that are actively now it's a small number. It's like 5% that are out there searching for things that offend them to which I go, yep, there's your recreational outrage people that are like, what are you doing this weekend? Ah, man, I'm going to sit down on the couch with my laptop and do a little recreational outrage. So it's like, ah, that'd be fun. Um, but the, the sample of the, you know, survey was a little 52% men, 48% women. They get into uh, that, but uh, here's the thing. Podcast categories listened to. Uh, so this is ever listened to comedy, politics, music, true crime, sports, history, food, uh, and cooking, education, technology. That kind of sucks for us, Jim. Yeah, we're down. We're next to the bottom, next to business. But we were first. <laughs> yes. We were first out here. Yeah. That, that's what matters. Now, we per- percentage ranking each genre within the top three Comedy, music, true crime, sports, politics, food, history, business, technology. So now, so now we're next to the next to the bottom. Um, have you ever heard of the following podcast? Joe Rogan, 72%. The Ben Shapiro Show. You remember him from Podcast Movement, uh, 55. The Rachel Maddow Show, 52. And Call Her Daddy, which is interesting. I've heard of Call Her Daddy, but I've never listened to it. Not because I don't want to. I'm just like, I understand. I have an idea of what it is. And that's the one thing that jumped out of me on this thing. There are a lot of people that won't listen to a show based on what they've heard. And I, in my honest opinion, feel that is wrong. If you're going to not like something, like do your own research kind of thing. But um, so that that was uh, what we're looking at. Have you ever heard? Now, have you listened? So people have heard of Joe Rogan, 72%, but only 47% have actually listened to him. You know, call her daddy, 31% had heard of her, but only 17 had actually listened. And so when brand sponsors, uh, when brands sponsor content that listeners find offensive, podcasting is no different than other media. Some listeners will associate the brand with that content, but that's, he was saying in the video, not so much the host. 
So like if a host does something bad, like Sinead O'Connor rips up a picture of the Pope, they don't get mad at Saturday Night Live. They get mad at Sinead O'Connor. So, yeah, that kind of ended her career. I kind of did. Yeah, that and she had one hit. So, you know, uh, uh, but let me get down because some of these are. um, Well, I love the one line. Have you ever bought? Have you ever boycotted a brand because they supported a podcast that offended you or made you feel uncomfortable? Twenty three percent have. So I'm not going to buy Tide because they sponsor the Joe Rogan show or whatever the. And I'm just pulling that out of my butt for the record. Um, but I thought it was interesting that that people will boycott. However, uh, what actually offends most people, listeners, falls within a narrow range. So this is what offends people. Swear words. So do you ever listen to podcasts that involve? So this is these are things that might be offensive that people still listen. So swear words, political views, discussion on vaccines, discussions on sexual preference and identity, frank discussion of racial politics. So you get hey, guns. Explicit sex, critical of religion, jokes about religion, not a good idea. Uh, promotion of alcohol or illegal drugs, um, sexist, and at the very bottom, racist language. So these are the things. Do you ever listen to a podcast? So I'm glad to see that people don't like listening to racist podcasts, which is kind of, if you flip it around now, um, what do you think is very offensive? And racist language, you know, as it should is the top of the offensive. So this is what is offensive. So uh, I, I I think it's the next slide. One of the, yeah, so it goes here. Here's again, racist is the, the most offensive where discussion about vaccines is the least offensive, but still offensive according to 12 people. You know, which of the following would make you feel the most offended or uncomfortable? Again, racist language, uh, just sweeping all the categories here as it should. So the observation was... <laughs> Don't be racist. So oh, I think we do a pretty good job of that on this show. We, we should have had had the numbers tell us that. Yeah, you know, but it, it is important to, it, to follow up. With yeah. That, right? So it's it's an interest. I haven't made it through the whole video yet, but there there was a thing. Um, if we scroll down here again, do you ever listen to podcasts? And they break it down by age and who's getting offended. But it, it kind of showed that you know, again, older people will tune out, but they're also more likely to, uh, yeah. Listeners 55 plus are far more sensitive to potentially offensive content, uh, but they're also more likely to sculpt their listening to completely avoid it. Where he was saying in the video that there are people that will purposely listen to things that offend them. And, and I'm like, that goes back to my whole groan thing, right? I always say, make people laugh, cry, think groan, educate or entertain. And there are people that, uh, you know, I, uh, it's funny because I, uh, I will go into my kitchen. If I'm going to be in there for like, you know, four minutes, I'm making a sandwich or whatever. And I'll ask the woman in the tube to play a radio station. And if it's on iHeart, I know that I'm going to get an ad. And then as soon as the ad is done, I'm going to join mid sentence. Cause they then cut to the live feed and it kind of, uh, it it bugs me that when I say that, I'm like, ah, crap, you know, what? I'm going to get another ad and here it comes. And yet I still do it. So it's one of those things where I'm like, I wonder if they're still doing the thing where they play an ad first. So, I'll, you know, play such and such. And here comes the ad about, you know, Tony's carpet or something hyper local. And I'm just like, ugh, but I still do it. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, for sure. 
Would you? Would you? Do you have a link for that? Could you throw that in the chat yes, for, uh, for folks if they're, if they're interested? Um, I do think in the in terms of listening to things that we don't necessarily agree with or aren't exposed to, I think it's a great opportunity to expand our it doesn't mean we have to agree with it or even like it, but I think there's some great opportunities to get some consensus on it. And I, it, it's yeah, you got to be careful with well, no, let me let me strike that sentence. Everybody makes their own individual decision on this, but I think there's some real value in in listening to the other side and having a dialogue and a conversation about that um in a in a civil way and and it just changes i think it just changes things when we're at least when we we've at least heard that whatever that opinion is in that and i, I just think we we'd be smart to do more of that than less of it doesn't mean we have to agree support it or agree right yeah in fact disagreeing and having a conversation about it uh i think is really really important and so i think sometimes when we get locked into a single channel a single channel of thinking i listen i'm this way with podcasting at times i have a group of i have i'm in a bubble i'm in a podcasting bubble and i i hear the same things from the same people and you start thinking that's the only thing being said and then you know all of a sudden you read something somewhere else and you're like, where'd that come from? And initially you're like, no, that's not true. And then you start thinking about it. You're like, well, okay, maybe there's some aspects of truth to that, that I, that I need to be, I need to be more savvy of. Yeah. Um, so. I have a friend of mine that I, I just love to death and the subject of Dave Chappelle came up and they were like, oh, I'm, I don't listen to that guy. And I was like, really? Cause that dude is my hero. And they were like, how can you, you know, he's, he's transphobic. And I go, oh, I like, I'm, I'm so glad you said that you have to watch his last special sticks and stones. And they're like, no, I will not watch it. They go, no, no, you have to watch it. They go, he totally addresses that. I said, and you have to watch all the way to the end. Cause he has a whole thing about the LG. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. LG LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus communities. I have to throw the S on the end of that. Um, and I said, but his story at the end, I said, you'll find out he's, he's not transphobic at all. Nope. Not going to listen to it. And I was like, that's to me, that's as a teacher, the teacher part of my brain goes, that's, that's weird that you're not gonna yeah. Yeah. take in content to make an informed decision. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but, um, uh, so- yeah, what well, stretches it, Dave, it stretches us, right. It, it, it pushes us out of our comfort zone. It, it, it questions our the foundations of the way we think. And that's not a bad thing. Right. Like, and, that, and again, that doesn't mean you have to, um, you know, you, ha- you have to agree with it, but, but at least know what it is, whether in, in, you might be thinking, I'm thinking about politics, but you could add this into podcasting oh, man. Yeah. In, in the sense of, of, of what we're doing, at least hear the opinion, you know, here's somebody else, here's somebody else's side of it. And, and um, you know, I, I think it's, I think there's real growth opportunities there. I think we'd be, or we'd be better humans if we would do more of that. Just listen. Yeah. The, um, Mike here from two guys talking says when you have to explain the value of having a potential attention span to those who have a selective attention span. Yeah. 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 That, that's one that's just not going to work. Well, the other thing that kind of came out, uh, during this whole, you know, safe and sound, you know, kind of, 
they're they're trying to find things brand safe. And Adam Curry will be the first one to tell you you can't you can't uh, monetize the network because if you're worried about brand safety, it just you either have to water things down. And I just found out that there's a show called Sounds Like a Cult, and I I did them on the uh, the podcast rodeo show, and it's your typical two comedians making fun of stuff. Um, and the reason I didn't like the show is the one person had a really bad plosive problem. I'm like, that's so easy to fix, but, uh, they find things and they go, is that a cult? Uh, and so that's the whole kind of point of that. And it turns out they were on some sort of network and the network dropped them because apparently people don't like to be compared and question, Hey, you know, are the boy Scouts a cult? You know, is this a cult? Is that, it sounds like, you know, is the, and so they got dropped. Now, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they keep going, you know, as an indie podcast now that they don't, I forget, I'm not sure what network they were on. It was something that I'd kind of heard of. Like it wasn't like a Wondery or whatever, but it might've been like one of the you know, pineapple or something like that. But I just thought it was interesting that here again, I was like, ah, is this, is this what, you know, brand safety means? And the other thing is, I'll have to look into it unless somebody knows in the chat room. There is a type of insurance you can get for your podcast. It's it's blah, blah, blah insurance. I'm sure that that's very helpful as a clue. Uh, but it's a type of insurance you can get so that in the event somebody sues you because, well, they can. Um, this insurance in theory will kind of help cover you in the event you lose a settlement because the Boy Scouts sued you because you said they sound like a cult. Or something like that. So I just, when I heard it, I was like, mm, that's, that's interesting. Cause I just get worried about, I, I've said it before. I don't want to wash down too much of the flavor. I mean, one of the things that's great about a podcast is you've got people with attitudes, opinions, and you know, it's like, let's not, oh, you're not allowed. You're allowed to say whatever you want as long as you agree with me. I'm like, mm, that's not really what I want to tune in for. Well, we're, we're not strong when we're all saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we need that diversity and on the edge, listen, in that on the edge, there's always going to be extreme. It just is. Yeah. It's just the, it's just the way, the, the way it works out. And so we've got to, you know, I, I think in some regards manage to consensus in some way that, okay, I, I agree. I, I think this way, but you think that way, however that works and manage the extremes. And it's not easy. This is, it's super hard. It's, it's a super hard problem to do. That's why it's, most people are bad at it. You know, it's, it's cause it's really, really hard to do. Yeah. It, it takes some, some practice. And I, I guess to me, they're just, I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. And there's just a part of me that I go, hmm, because in theory, right. The, the mattress people, the, the food people, the, the mental health people, all the, all the big brands that are sponsoring podcasts right now are sponsoring those because they have lots of listeners. And so if we make everything vanilla, you know, no real flavor to it, well, then people aren't going to listen. And so the big ads are going to lose their incentive to sponsor those shows. I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not sure how that's going to work going down the road here. Um, <laughs> um, Todd says my co-host, this is, I'm going to put this up before I fully read it. This is always fun. My co-host wants 
the world to burn. <laughs> and in my opinion, uh, is it is what it is. Well, I try to go down the open-minded middle road. It's a struggle every week, but it makes a great podcast. Well, that's yeah, true. It, yeah. When you have different of opinions, um, you know, that will come into play. So it'll be fun to watch, but I'll put a link out in the show notes at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 418 if you want to watch Tom's video. And the other thing that was interesting, because I have it on my camera, but it's not on now. Um, there's this thing on the the Sony VZ1 that I can I can have it. Um, I forget what the phrase is, but basically it fills in all the wrinkles in my forehead. Oh, yeah. It, it's like a filter yeah. kind of thing. I look at Zoom has that filter, right? Yeah. I, look, I think you can turn on. <laughs> I have like, uh, it just makes me look dreamy. Oh, that's not the word I'd use. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I just, I just turn it on. I'm like, wow, I look like there was a, there was a, uh, a local guy here. He was a weatherman forever. In fact, there's like Dick uh, Goddard Boulevard and things have been uh, donated. He's just, he was a Cleveland staple and I got to meet him once cause he was signing calendars at a local bookstore and he would donate all this stuff to animal shelters and stuff. Really nice guy. And he had gone to the little Richard as I drop more names that nobody knows what I'm talking about. He went to the little Richard school with pancake makeup to where it just like somebody grabbed a spatula and just went on his face, just, just <laughs> you know, and he had so much like, oh, I was so weird. Um, and when I turned on that filter, I was like, Oh my God, I'm Dick Goddard. Look at me. I'm like, I've just got, yeah. So that's always fun. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little smooth today too as I'm looking at like my forehead. I'm like, it is not that clear. What's see. going on here? <laughs> like it looks good. Yeah. Tight. Maybe and that's it. And... It's maybe that's a uh I don't know. See I, I maybe it's all the butter I lathered on my forehead <laughs> before we, <laughs> we started this morning. Um coffee and butter. That's apparently the way to, to go about it. Yeah, it, it just kind of looks Maybe it's the lighting. I don't know. It's that. I'm, I am. I'm for it. I'm there, for it. Cause you know, I'm out here picking up, I'm out here picking up chicks. <laughs> ask the podcast. Yeah. We have a problem. We have a, we need to hire a, uh, you know, bodyguard now for the, uh, the oh, gr- sure. the groupies that are just constantly for thousands. Try to go to the grocery store and they're like, aren't you the guy are from you? ask the podcast coach? <laughs> get that all the time. No, no, that's, I get that all the time. Yeah. It's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, Todd asks, has anyone noticed that Audacity is chugging a bit lately? I know they just upgraded again. They just came out with a new update because I remember thinking, oh, wow, I need to update the Audacity tutorials. And before I updated the Audacity tutorials, they updated again. So I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. Um, I heard that it runs entirely off the RAM. This almost sounds like a uh, a Jim is going to nerd out question. I yeah, don't can you play the music? I got some things to say. And now... Oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. <laughs> I need to get that file from you to play it like at dinner. You know, when, the, when when a when a question comes up, and I'm like, you know, like, oh, hold on, hit the button. Maybe we need a stream deck. And now you just need one on the table, right? Stream deck on the table. Yeah. Uh, go, go back to you and me. Okay. This is making me horribly uncomfortable. Um, so, so th- we've had some conversation in the chat about this. Probably uh, the lack of RAM is probably not causing the problem, but you never know. So a couple things to check on this. One would be, I would, there are some, uh, and I can't, I can't, 
couldn't give you the name of it now, but there's some software you can run. You can download, make a USB, um, a boot to the USB and test the memory. I was surprised back in when I was doing some crypto stuff. Um, I was trying to do some work that required a lot of RAM and it just kept failing. And a buddy of mine said, hey, check your memory, make sure it's fine. And some of the memory was bad. And that does happen. I think we, we think that memory is infallible sometimes. Ah, it always works. So you might want to test. I know it's new, but you still might want to test it. That doesn't mean it would, if you have bad memory, it doesn't mean it would fail on Windows at all. Like these things were fine. It's just as I stretched the memory to get, and I didn't literally stretch it, but as I used all the memory up for these actions, which these DAWs, these, these, this kind of software does consume more memory than maybe a regular application Word or Excel. You may never have gotten to those points. And sometimes Windows is pretty good at getting around them. But so check the memory one. Two, you can never, um, it's never bad to have more memory than less. If you have a Windows machine today, you should probably have 16 gig of RAM minimum. Now, that used to be four just a couple of years ago, but Windows doesn't run very well on four gig of RAM anymore. Eight is okay. 16 is probably the minimum. Dave, this new computer I built, it's got 128 gig of RAM in it. Like, nice. I, I was, I'm just, I'm going all the way. It's what the board supports. The last two boards where I've bought PC gear, I always just bought more anyway. Yeah. And you, you'd say, yeah, who needs 128 gig of RAM? Who thought five years ago you need 16 gig of RAM, right? So that being said, that's that's probably another, that's an easy upgrade. If you have a Windows computer, that's an easy upgrade. Mac, not so easy. You kind of get, this is why with Mac, you always buy the Macs that you can when you buy it. Yeah. Because it's, it's a lot harder to upgrade. So there's a couple things. Uh, Dave, there's a couple things that they can they can check uh, um, there. The w- one more thing, if it's if it's struggling, make sure you've checked your hard drive because that's the other thing that could be. You know, most people are on SSD drives now, and you're like, that's good enough. Well, when's the last time you checked it? How full is it? Some of those kinds of things. Just do some do some maintenance. You might be what a lot of people do is they set up an SSD as their OS drive and a spinner as their data drive, and if you're hitting that spinner. Okay, that might be doing. I know that's not the case here, but just some things to think about when we when we think about that hardware. I've never played with this. Can I do? Ooh, and now can I do this? Can I make you the big guy? Ooh, oh, look at that! Oh, I better pay attention. <laughs> now, how do I get back to? There we go. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. the world's not right when we're this way. Oh yeah, that's. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Oh, I'm, wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, yeah. So on. <laughs> Yeah, and I can definitely attribute to when your hard drive's almost full, things get really wonky because I got a thing the other day where uh, Backblaze was like, your hard drive's almost full. And I was like, really? And my thing is with video. Uh, my When I do a bunch of OBS stuff for, for Libsyn, I will uh, I forget about it. And then they're temporary. And I'll look over them. I've got, you know, 27 of these, you know, not super large, but video gets big quick. And, um, so that's, uh, that's the fun part now that I'm the, the head of podcaster education at the Libsyn. So, oh yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. On that. Looking for, did I, you, I, I did don't, you buy a new vehicle to transport the stacks <laughs> of cash that you're now gonna, you're gonna. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I actually got a raise earlier in the year, so no raise with this, just, just more work for the same amount of money, but no, um, it's, we have lots of plans for 2023. There are things, what I'm really excited about is I've been throwing out ideas and I threw out a bunch at podcast movement and they have come back and went, you know, that thing you talked about with the thing, like, why don't we do that? I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, we should. So uh, I don't want to jinx them yet, but there are some some things you're going to see me more involved with webinars and things like that. So should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I saw that, and then I was gonna I was gonna mention that in the opener, and i i got I got distracted by coffee. That's it. Well, you know, stupid coffee. I think that's going to be coffee. the name of your memoir, isn't it, Jim Collison? <laughs> distracted by coffee. Distracted by coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like that. <laughs> I like that title. Uh, got another question here from Spoon. Um, Spoon says, and this is a good question. It really is. I had to think about this a little bit. Uh, what value when it comes to podcast conferences? So PodFest, Podcast Movement, there really aren't that many. Joe Pardo is bringing his back, Indie PodCon, I think in 23. Uh, but what value do they provide for non-newbies in this space? So beyond the obvious of, you know, seeing your friends and your peers, are they still interesting if you're not speaking or you're getting a free ticket? So in other words, is it worth what two grand by the time you get a hotel, a plane food, you know, somewhere between a thousand you're, unless it's in your city, you're probably going to check out at least a thousand dollars if you're, and then there are things you can, you know, split a hotel room or an Airbnb. I mean, there are ways to make it cheaper, but it's still a chunk of change. Um, That's a great question. Are they worth it? See, it's one of those, it's, uh, of course, the answer is it depends, or maybe. Like, I know I've gone to one event where I picked up a sponsor. I've had, uh, I had one woman, um, I think I've told this story before, I drove to Nashville for I had a client there that was doing a podcast launch and she said, Hey, the whole room's going to be filled with private investigators. You want to come to the launch? And I go, yes, yes, I do. Cause all those people, true crime. Yeah, let's go. And uh, I met Kenny Rogers assistant there. She was a sweet woman. And I was trying to, I didn't realize at the time Kenny was probably already on his way down. Um, but I was like, man, Kenny has so many stories. He's got to have a podcast. This would be great. So I couldn't talk her or she couldn't talk Kenny into doing a podcast, but literally nine months later, nine months later, she remembered me and said, Hey, I have podcast questions. How do I schedule some time with you? So I was like, Oh, that was, that actually paid for a large chunk of the the trip. Cause I always drive to, to Nashville when I go. So that's the kind of stuff I think I don't know until I like, there are times when people just show up and you go, how did you, Oh, well we met at the such and such event. So that's where I think it kind of pays off. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, uh, I, I think they're they're great for both just building relationships and getting yeah. encouragement from from other people. Right? They're just a ton of fun. And then to hear what's going on in the industry, what other people are thinking. This is one of those to go back to the conversation about uh, some diversity of thought. This is where you can really kind of interact with people on a level where you can have you know one on one conversations at a table over, uh, you know, over a, um, a beverage, a beverage of your choice and, um, and really have some really rethink some things. That's, I always come back from those and I'm like, oh yeah, there's some things I maybe maybe I should consider or think dif- differently about. So I like them. The, the, the value for me is always in growth. I don't know if they necessarily instantly change my podcast. In fact, I've probably come back and made some bad decisions about things to change with my podcast that I immediately change back. But uh, I I don't for me it's just it's it's personal encouragement you know to go to hang out to be with people those kinds of things. I know a lot of people really like it because you may not have the most supportive team at home, 
Like, what are you doing? Talking in your closet. You're weird. What's up with that? And then you, you all of a sudden get to hang around with 20 people who are also talking in their closet and you don't feel like such a numbnick. There's a word I haven't used in a long time. Don't even know what it means. But uh, I know a lot of people like that. I just like to be around my people and we're all sharing that. But I guess it depends. You know, if you got, I mean, I used to take vacation time. Um, it was important to me. So it's my only hobby at this point. I mean, I have other hobbies, but it was. So for me, I, when I wasn't getting to go for free because I worked for Libsyn, I was, I went to everyone. So, and was flying and you know, that whole nine yards. I just had, because I was married, I got, I think at the time I had two weeks of vacation. And so one week was for podcasting and one was for doing something with uh, the family and that, that worked, but I was still trying to find ways to, uh, to get to as many as I could. So it's, uh, yeah. Uh, coach Dave says, uh, we don't need no stinking podcast events. We've been asked the podcast coach. So um, this is like a mini podcast event each. It is Saturday. kind of there. Um, yeah. Oh, podcastparties.com. If you want to network with your audience, um, Seth, I believe is his name. Seth wrestler. I want to say that's his name. I could be wrong, but podcastparties.com is kind of, it's a thing he runs and you can invite a bunch of people and then it's, it's virtual, obviously, and but it has this little picture, and there's like different tables, and you can go to different tables and connect with different people. Uh, Jason Van Orden just had one where it's just a, it's just basically the hallway part of podcast events, and those those can be really cool, especially if they're kind of done in a way to spur on conversation, not just like okay, everybody switch and go talk to each other now, but if it's like hey talk about the first time you blah, 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 or talk about the, your favorite tool or whatever it is to kind of give people a reason to talk as opposed to, Oh, I'm Dave. I run the school of podcasting, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you all just kind of introduce each other. It's, it's kind of nice to have a, a topic to get you going. So um, I think they're worth it, but that's, you know, I am biased. I love podcasting. So I don't know. Um, Jim, what is coming up? We'll go ahead and look at the clock. And I was like, holy cow, is it that time already? Um, what is coming up on the average guy.tv? So I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Dave McCabe, who I started podcasting with 12 years ago, 13 mm. years ago, something like that on homeservershow.com, uh, joins me. Uh, it's the end of an era. Homeservershow.com forums are closing up. We've had 13 years of those, lots of information. But it's just you, things don't last forever. So he mm. comes on, talks a little bit about that. This little uh, here, this little he made me. He's a woodworking guy. Let's see if I can. Eh, it's hard. It's in a bad spot. The green thing in There's, the back. Yeah, he made, he made me this wood. Oh, it's nice. A, it, this this wood album art thing on his CNC cutter, which is super techno, geeky, nerdy. Painted it, sent it to me for christmas so we nice. talked a little bit about that yeah we talked a little bit about that it'll be available a little bit later today homegadgetgeeks.com nice on the school of podcasting i have bruce from the new york podcast network i think it is nycpodcastnetwork.com because he heard my episode about networks and he disagreed with some things and uh i'll be uh playing part of that he it's just a different thing. He he almost made like a little podcast social media site. It's interesting. So I was like, huh, that's a different way of thinking about things, which has somehow turned into a theme of mine. I keep 
running into people that are doing things outside the box, which is fun. Again, you need different perspectives to figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, while I've got 10 seconds, the question of the month for December, ask the or school of podcasting.com slash question. What was your favorite? What is your favorite podcast in 2022 and why there's more information again, school of podcasting.com slash question. I do that every year. Cause we, we want to know the why. And uh, speaking of why, why should you come back here next Saturday at, at 1030 Eastern time? Because we're doing ask the podcast coach. We're here every Saturday. So thanks so much. We'll see you next Saturday.